What's up, guys? I want to thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We have hundreds of weekly listeners, and I want to make sure that everyone listening is hyper aware of how I can serve them best. So if you're interested in hiring me as your life coach or hiring me as your nutritionist, or maybe you just want to get some free advice, head over to lifecoachzack.com book a free 30-minute consultation, serious inquiries only. And I would love to ask you serious, open-ended, powerful questions that are going to help you pivot your life in a better direction. Let's co-create an action plan and really step in to the greatest version of ourselves. Here's the podcast. If you don't know, this is the Life Coach Zach podcast. We talk about personal growth, self-development, physical health, mental health, emotional intelligence, which is right up your alley right? Because your book that just came out, Don't Shut Up, a collection of stories and advice on how to overcome social anxiety is the perfect thing for us to discuss today. So Marcus Bales, author, how you doing today? I'm doing great, Zach. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, my pleasure. And thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to hop on the podcast today. Um, Social anxiety is uh, something that we all experience, right? Just some of us are able to deal with it better. Um, As someone growing up, I've always been like a confident person. I'm always the center of attention. So social anxiety is not really on my spectrum. However, it creeps in every now and then. But to most people, social anxiety, it's paralyzing. I have a client right now that I'm working with. He is afraid to just go get the mail every single day. And we're working on on making that a daily habit because it's all about those small wins that consistently executed over time amount to massive results. So I'm going to jump jump off my soapbox and I'm going to cut this monologue off so you can start telling me on how and, and the audience on how they can start dealing with their social anxiety. But tell us a little bit about your story, your credentials, and uh, what you what brought you to writing this book. Yeah, absolutely. So I grew up uh, as a socially anxious kid. Uh, So it was very difficult to make friends. Schooling was impacted. I was held back uh, in reading because I couldn't read out loud. And that really made me realize that if I wanted to overcome, uh, you know, that fear, uh, I needed to do it slowly and start as early as possible. So I kind of made that decision when I was young to start branching out and try to overcome that social anxiety or I was going to get left behind. So throughout the course of my life, I've developed many different kind of tips and tricks. I've done a lot of research on the topic of social anxiety. Uh, And eventually, as a young adult, I became a professional speaker. Uh, It was kind of happenstance that uh, the opportunity arose for me to start doing that. And I thought it was the next logical step in my journey. So that's kind of what propelled me forward to become a professional speaker. Uh, And it was just a couple of years ago that a friend asked if I had any tips on how to give a presentation for work that it made me realize maybe other people would want to know my story and know how I overcame social anxiety. Maybe not to become a professional speaker, but maybe just to give that speech at a wedding or for, for work. So that's what led me to kind of write out this book and and lay out all of the tips that that I've used. Amazing. I love that. Yeah, you know, at, at one point in time in, within our life, we're going to have to maybe not make a speech, but public speaking. Or, can you hear me okay? Yeah. Yeah. Public speaking is such an important skill to have. And side note, sidebar, I want to I want to just put on the record. I'm so thankful for the podcast because I've been sharpening my public speaking skills by interviewing authors and intelligent people like yourself every single week, but that's besides the point. The point is this, social anxiety is crippling for a lot of people. And I don't want to get into too much of, you know, what social anxiety is and like how it happens because I think it is, you know, it speaks for itself. 
But what are the tips? What is the hack in dealing with social anxiety and also preventing future social anxiety? Absolutely. So a lot of the clients that I speak to are like, oh, what's the secret? And it's really kind of a combination of things, but at its core is practice. You cannot get better at something unless you practice. And the biggest challenge that most people face when overcoming social anxiety is actually the fear of starting. We've identified ourselves as introverts or socially anxious or, oh, I'm just not that type of person. But the first step is to actually change that identity of yourself and say, I'm a confident person. That's going to allow you to begin to practice. And the more you do so, the better you're going to get. Every single day I have the opportunity to practice and I'm still getting better, even though I speak in front of thousands of people all the time. Love that. And before we get to the next one, because I know you got a ton of tips here, how what's an easy way for someone to practice every single day? Uh, I love that question. And what I recommend to everybody is start small with people who are kind of obligated to talk to you. So cashiers, waiters, the barista behind the counter, those people kind of are obligated to talk to you, even for a brief time. Everybody thinks that you have to have these long, in-depth conversations to truly practice, but you don't. You really just need to start to show yourself that the fear you have is not real and that there aren't bad things that are going to happen. So starting a small conversation with that you know, cashier at mm-hmm. the gas station by your house mm-hmm. is going to start to build your confidence so that when you have a quote unquote important conversation, you've already kind of overcome those first steps, those, those little fears that you have. So that's, that's the key is to start small and kind of progress as you feel confident. Right. Start small and progress as you feel more confident. When it comes to things like that, and I'm starting to learn this over time, I'm 31 years old and, you know, life is not as scary and as, you know, black and white as we think it is. You know, you're going to do things that are out of your comfort zone and you're going to realize it really wasn't that scary in the first place. And I think this is a great way for you, not you, but the audience, is a great way for people to realize that, it's not as scary as it seems. When I walk into Chipotle, when I go, and I don't go to the gas station anymore because I have an EV, but when I go to the restaurant, when I go to places, um, I always ask the first question. I say, how are you doing today? And most people get caught off guard because 99% of customers that walk into Chipotle say, yeah, I'll have a burrito. When I say, hi, how are you? And having these small conversations, this small talk with people has helped me connect to people more. But to the topic of social anxiety and getting out of your comfort zone and practicing every day, um, maybe asking the cashier, hey, what's your favorite color? Hey, random question, but are you a dog person or a cat person? And just kind of like getting out of your comfort zone. And th- so what, what are your thoughts on that? Absolutely. And I actually have a whole section in my book dedicated to how to start a conversation because that's often the most difficult part. And I like where your head's at, being able to ask those questions, but I actually prefer an empathic statement. Now, an empathic statement comes from the root word empathy, which is to understand the feelings of others, which is exactly what we want to convey to someone when starting a conversation. If we can show them that they that we understand how they're feeling, uh, you know who they are as a person, they're going to be more engaged with us and want to have a longer conversation. So an empathic statement is declarative in nature and about the subject, about the person that you want to talk to. So look for things that 
is specific to them that they have chosen to do. A t-shirt they're wearing, a necklace they have, the music they're listening to. Those are conscious choices that they have made. When you comment on them, hey, I like that Nirvana t-shirt. They're going to relate back to you. You now have a common interest. You've identified that they've made a, a conscious choice that you identify with. Now you're not just two strangers. You've got a common interest and you can build on that conversation from there. Amazing. Amazing. All right. So step one, practice. How are you going to practice? When you see a cashier, you're going to ask them how they're doing, make a little small talk, ask them what their favorite color is, X, Y, Z. Step number two. What's step number two? What what things that people can do to reduce their social anxiety right now and moving forward? Step number two is you can start to diminish the different psychological phenomena that happen when we're speaking. The The root of most social anxiety is that fear that other people uh, kind of know that we're afraid. We, we're afraid of messing up. We're afraid of other people noticing that fear. And it's actually called the spotlight effect. Uh, all part of this thing called the illusion of transparency, which is the fear that people know that you're afraid, they know that you're messing up, when in all actuality, they usually don't notice any of that. So when you can start to acknowledge those uh, psychological phenomena and understand that your internal monologue is not external, that Mm -hmm. they don't know you're nervous, they don't know that you messed up that word, they don't really understand that you're freaking out on the inside. When you can realize that that is just a psychological phenomenon that's happening to you, you can start to control it by saying, hey, I'm going to take a step back. I'm going to relax. That person probably didn't even notice that maybe I made a small mistake here or there because they're also feeling the same thing. Mm -hmm. They're going through the same stress. They're going through the same anxiety. They've got the same fears that we do. And they're so wrapped up in their own internal monologue that nine times out of 10, they never notice that small mistake that you thought was this really big deal, Mm -hmm. which is usually where that fear is coming from. So being able to identify those different psychological phenomena, and I talk about many more in my book, uh, that you can start to identify in yourself. Mm-hmm. That's going to start to rationalize why you have that fear. Oftentimes, we think that it just comes out of nowhere and there's no way to control it. When right. you can quantify it, when you can understand the, the psychological backing behind it, you can then take more steps to overcome it in the future. Well said. Well said. And one thing that is absolutely necessary, it's crucial for diminishing that psychological phenomenon is awareness of your thoughts awareness. I mean, obviously it is vital for anything in life, but especially when you're trying to diminish your own psychological phenomenon in your head, it's impossible unless you're aware of the thoughts that you're already having. So, you know, I, and I I say this all the time and I've had tons of meditation coaches and I had a ton of mindfulness teachers come on here. I pride myself on, on my consistency with my meditation practice. Meditation is so important for mental health. And this podcast is about social anxiety, people. Okay, this is literally, I mean, I'm not going to put it on the record and don't quote me on this, but probably one of the most common mental health struggles that people deal with on a daily basis is social anxiety. And if you want to be stronger and have more fortitude, resilience, when dealing with social anxiety in the present moment, meditation will help. If you want to prevent 
future social anxiety in the future, meditation will help there. And I know that you would agree with me, but I, I just wanted to, to put on, put say out there that, that awareness, awareness is so important if you want to diminish the psychological phenomenon of like messing up and thinking people are judging you and things like that. So what's step number three? Step number three is going to start to branch out from those small conversations. So put yourself out there even more. So once you've had a couple of those smaller conversations with the cashier, with the with the waiter, start to branch out. You know, keep moving that goalpost a little bit each time because it will continue to move you forward to overcoming that social anxiety. So once you've mastered, you know, those small interactions, branch out and have you know, a 30-minute conversation with a coworker that you don't usually talk to and get to know them on a deeper level and start to build those relationships because that's the goal of, of overcoming social anxiety is to be able to build relationships, whether that's with one person or thousands of people at a time. It's mm -hmm. all relationship building. Right. So once you've overcome that initial fear, you can start to practice building those relationships and getting better at that. Yeah, branching out. For sure. So when it comes to, let's say someone that's listening has uh, severe chronic social anxiety, and obviously you don't have all the context behind their situation, but as far as a timeline goes from step one of making small talk with the cashier to diminishing the psychological phenomenon and now branching out, how long are we looking? Obviously the sooner the better, but give us a kind of like a timetable. Yeah, it's going to really be whenever they are comfortable to do so. But I would say within a couple of months of yeah. actually putting these principles into practice. And yeah. that's the key is if you kind of passively do it, you're not going to get the same benefit and the timeline's going to be longer. But if you are really dedicated and you want to overcome that anxiety, as you branch out, the timeline can continue to, to go down. So within a matter of weeks or a matter of months, you should be able to start to branch out and create those deeper relationships and have those longer conversations. And how quickly will someone see results? And in what ways throughout their normal daily lifestyle will they realize that all the exercises that they're doing from your book is actually helping? Uh, very quickly. Uh, so what I find is that immediately upon sending people out into the world to practice, uh, and there's a whole bunch of you know tips that I talk about on how to actually even build up that courage to start practicing. But once you get to that point, the second you get over your first practice interaction, there's kind of this aha moment of, well, that didn't go that bad. That <laughs> wasn't that bad. And then each time you do it, you get more and more confident. And with every single interaction, you feel better. And I still get it to this day. After every single presentation I give, I feel, oh, that one went really well. I'm, I'm making great progress. And it's that feedback loop. It's the same thing that happens with athletes and, and you know uh, world-class chess people. Every time they make a new stride, you get that little hit of dopamine and you get that little positive reinforcement that says, hey, keep going. You're making progress. Yeah, that's it. Now, is there a step four after branching out? Is there another step after that or is it just rinse and repeat? Yeah. So this is where it starts to deviate depending on what you want to accomplish. Some people only want to accomplish macro 
or, or micro communication, which is communicating with, with one to five people. So having personal conversations. Beyond that, you can start to branch into business interactions, which are where your, you know, your money, your well-being are on the line. So this is, could be a job interview. This could be a presentation for work, a courtroom appearance. And then beyond that is public interactions, which is between you and five to 500, maybe even more, you know, 5,000 people. And those are the big ones. Those are the, the public presentations. Those are the, the big ones that people are afraid of. So it all depends on where you want to go. If you want to overcome your social anxiety to find love, maybe you stop at personal interactions, but maybe you want to advance your career. Then you can start to move into business interactions, which are different etiquette. And there's kind of a different way to approach them and an added level of fear. Most you know, books about speaking don't talk about how business interactions can elicit a stronger a stress response than just talking to someone on the street. And then finally is those public interactions. Let's say that you do want to present at, at a wedding. You want to uh, officiate someone's wedding or you want to give a large presentation for work. Then maybe you move on to that. And each one builds upon those personal interactions that you start with. And however far you go is dependent on your personal needs and what your goals mm -hmm. are. Amazing. No, this is this is really interesting stuff. Mental health and social anxiety are things that we all deal with. And, and your book is helping people and going to continuously help people find their voice and become a better speaker, which is everything that the speech advisor is about. So to all the people that are listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, if you can go ahead and subscribe, leave a comment, share it with a friend, that'd be great. You could check out Marcus's website, thespeechadvisor.com. That's T-H-E-S-P-E-E-C-H-A-D-V-I-S-E-R.com. You can book an advisor there. You can purchase his book from his website or on amazon.com. Uh, Marcus, it was a really pleasure having this conversation with you today about social anxiety. And it's a, a proven step-by-step -step process that anybody can put into action to help them find their voice, become a better speaker, reduce their social anxiety in the moment, prevent future social anxiety in the future. Um, so one last question before we wrap up. I know you're really busy and you got a lot of things to get to and I, I really do value your time. But I want to know for you personally, what are some of your non-negotiable mental health or self-care type things that you do on a day-to-day -day basis or on a weekly basis that have become religious for you? Absolutely. I think that's a very important piece in anybody's mental health. For me personally, uh, I love to exercise. So having a consistent exercise routine, I think, you know, the link between your mind and body is very strong. So keeping sharp both your mental and physical health is important. I think they're linked. And then also having downtime. So finding things that you're passionate about that give you that freedom of expression, whether that's writing, drawing, art, woodworking, whatever that may be, I think you need a, an outlet to release that creative energy. And between those two you know, physical and, and mental exercises, uh, that allows me to stay stable and release any of that stress that, that I have uh, pent up. Love it. Daily exercise and uh, downtime. 
That's great. Marcus, I want to thank you so much again for taking the time out of your busy schedule to hop on the podcast. To all the people that uh, are watching on YouTube, thanks so much for sticking around up until the very end. I'm going to drop a link below in the description to Marcus's website, thespeechadvisor.com. I'm also going to drop a link to his book so you can buy it directly from there. Um, Go ahead and explore his website. Reach out to him um, on any social media platform. Um, do you want to share one of your most important social with them? Is it Instagram or? Uh, you can connect with me on the the website. We do most of our communication through our email newsletter. So sign up for that and uh, you'll get monthly news and information about how to continue to overcome social anxiety. Amazing. I uh, actually just did it myself, filled out the contact form. So I'll be getting your newsletter. Really looking forward to that. Marcus Bales, thank you so much for your time today. Have a great week keep writing. I'm, I'm sure you're, if you haven't started your next book, you are already planning for your next book. And uh, I'm looking forward to uh, connecting with you again soon. Thanks so much. Sounds great. Thanks, Zach.